Welcome everyone. Um, not gonna lie, I was so excited to make my episode right now, but I kind of realized that I picked the wrong night because it is Fourth of July and it is America Day, and those fireworks outside are like going crazy. So, excuse me if you can hear them. Um, and they're low-key kind of distracting, not gonna lie. Um, I have, like, sensory issues. <laughs> but anyways, welcome back to Unwind. I'm your host, Zara. And I'm not even gonna say that I'm back for good because whenever I say that, I literally feel like I just go into hiding. But I think I finally, I finally have real motivation to do to come back and pursue my podcast, inshallah, once again, because I've had a crazy two weeks, and I'm here to share my experience with you guys, um, and I'm really excited, because I feel like this episode is going to be very meaningful, because it's something that I'm really passionate about, um, and for the past couple of days, whoever I can talk to about it, I will bring it up, um, but just for backstory, someone in my family, I'm gonna just keep it very like brief. Um, and then inshallah, when this passes, I'll share more information. But someone really close to me in my family is currently in the hospital, and they were in the ICU for like almost nine days. Um, although they're out of ICU now, but still there's a long road to recovery so please just make dua for my family everyone um but what i kind of realized is i mean not even just one thing i realize a lot of things but i kind of want to just start off with some backstory so a few days ago this is the night this is the day before uh, my family member went to the hospital and i was sitting in a parking lot with my friend and we were just ranting like I love just having conversations meaningful conversations with people that I'm close to because I just feel like you really you you need people in your life that you can just go to and just sit and talk for hours and feel comfortable like oversharing you know and so I was kind of just explaining to my friend how I'm struggling a lot recently with my routine and I'm I'm struggling more than I was struggling before summer started. Now, I don't know if it's because it's summertime and obviously the only thing I'm doing now is just working. Um, for those of you wondering, I'm still working at Barnes & Noble. Um, but yeah, like I think the reason why I find myself struggling a lot more is because now since I don't have school incorporated into it, now there's like now I have no sense of like time. Like I always forget what day of the week it is um usually when I was in school I had a set routine of like okay I'm gonna get up at this time eat breakfast go to class um do like study from this time to this time I'd also make sure that I kind of fit in going to the masjid at least once in my day um if not once every other day um but I was just really good at like I was really good at keeping myself busy and so I was also really excited that once um, school ends, I'm going to be able to do things that I love without having the academic stress. But boy, I was wrong because I think I became even more lazier. Like now I just, I would do anything to just stay in bed. And I feel like the last time I 
the last time I actually would stay in bed for a very, very long time was, like, back during COVID, like, 2020. Um, but ever since, like, I started college and I got a job and stuff, like, I've not, like, I don't even stay in bed past, like, 1030, um, because it just feels so illegal. But, um, anyways, yeah, so I was talking to my friend about, like, kind of feeling out of routine, and I was just feeling, I was just talking about how I don't feel, I don't feel that sense of, like, commitment to my islamic studies or like my my deen affairs um where like you know how i was basically saying oh my god those fireworks outside are so scary not gonna lie um but oh my god no i forgot my thought (laughs) but oh my god this is so annoying but oh yeah like i was saying um yeah so how I had a routine of, like, you know, going to the masjid, and I feel like when I was at the masjid, I, I wanted to just, you know, pick up the Quran over there, or, like, pick up a book, or, like, I would take books there, or I would listen to, um, like, an Islamic lecture at the masjid while sitting there. Okay, number one, the masjid that I would go to on a regular basis is having construction, and the women's side is, like, totally, like, destroyed, um mainly because they're trying to make a second level on top because they're trying to extend their like school which is great because we need more islamic schools here um but yeah so like i i stopped going to that masjid um because the vibes was just weren't the same anymore um but then my other masjid that one that's like two three minutes away um i would go i i go there like i i do go there for like the Friday night lectures and like the Hadith Hadith nights and stuff like that. But I feel like now I don't have that routine of like, okay, while I'm driving, I listen to a surah or like an Islamic podcast. Um, and I come and I go to the masjid and I come home and I talk to my family about my day. And like, I always incorporate some type of like Islamic conversations with my family towards the end of the night. I just feel like I did a lot more while I was in school and I felt more connected to Allah because I feel like I struggled a lot during a fall and spring semester mentally like I feel like I actually had to sit on the prayer mat and like cry and like ask Allah to like accept my duas and like I was asking for for constant forgiveness but I I kind of just now realize that yeah when life is going like okay and like you don't you're not going through any struggles you do I I'm not even gonna lie like I do see a shift within um, my commitment towards the things that I used to do and I don't like that because you're supposed to turn to Allah no matter what you're feeling no matter if you're happy no matter if you're sad you know and I don't know I was having a really really deep conversation about that um, and it was really nice just to get it all out because I feel like I feel like it's really hard for me to express feeling low in my iman to certain people because like a lot of the times like I'm not really looking for advice i'm just looking for an outlet basically um and so it felt really good that night to just get everything out and um the next day was like when my family member went to the hospital and when i went to go see them in the hospital and um they were admitted into icu so i was i was walking around and when i was going up to um like the room i was looking at the different rooms and in the ICU like there's straight windows 
um, so that way nurses can see it all, at all times. But I was just looking and wallahi, my heart would literally drop the second I would reach the fourth floor. Um, because I know what was coming. I know I was going to enter ICU and see all of this. And not even that, like just seeing this person so close to me be in the hospital. Um, it took a lot out of me. It, it, it was definitely a big toll. And I don't think people around me like understood how much of a toll it took because I went MIA um, from like talking to people. And I feel like people just don't know the extent of certain things until they themselves have to go through it. Because now when um, I remember a lot of the times when I would be at Jama and after Jama, they would be like, oh, um, so-and-so requested that we make dua for their father, their mother, or someone because they're in the ICU or they're in the hospital, they're sick. Um, but now I feel like I'm much more passionate when I make those duas for other people in the masjid because I have experienced someone close to me being in the hospital. And it was so hard. And while I was walking in those hallways, I thought about a hadith. And the hadith is basically when the Prophet Muhammad advised us to take care of five before five. And there are two girls, and I don't know if, I'm not going to say their name because I don't know if I want to have a shout out my podcast, but there's these two girls that I follow on Instagram, and their bios um, said like five before five or take advantage of five before five. And I would always like wonder what that is. For some reason, I don't know why I thought this meant like a political thing. I I wasn't aware like I knew I knew that this was like a hadith but I didn't know the hadith incorporated like the word like five like take care of five before five like I knew it like meant like to take care of certain things before Allah takes it from you but I just didn't know that's what that was like that's what that meant right so basically the prophet advised us to take care of five before five one your youth before your old age two your health before your illness three your wealth before your poverty four your free time before your work and five your life before your death and i'm sure you guys always hear that like you know we should um this is like a controversial topic i guess because for some reason i think a lot of different like uh, school of thoughts have different opinions about like visiting the gra- the graveyards and stuff but even when I drive past graveyards or like why it's recommended to visit graveyards so that you're reminded that this is where you're gonna go like this is our final destination no matter how no matter how much money no matter how much popularity no matter how much no matter how much you do in this dunya that's related to the dunya no matter what it is you're, you're gonna leave it all here right and so going to the graveyard is supposed to be a reminder for us that this is where we're going to be at the end of the day, right? And, like, subhanAllah, I literally feel like going to the hospital, like, was such a life-changing experience for me. And, like, I've I've obviously been to the hospital many times before, but going to the specific, like, department in the hospital is it called a department i don't even know i don't like hospitals first of all whatever it's called section whatever or unit it's called unit yeah i think that's what it's called sorry for all my pre-med girlies listening to this but yeah like going to that icu unit is i was literally looking at people like i saw i saw this one young girl and 
not everyone in that unit was like older they were all young most of them were actually young people i think one girl that i looked at i think she was probably in like her 30s but she had a tube down her throat and she had like an oxygen mask for her nose guys these fireworks i might have to like sit away from the window because as good as this breeze feels it's interrupting my thought process right now um sure attention span issues but um it was just it was just so crazy to see someone young like that you know and i feel like that's when you're that's when that part of the hadith your health before your illness i started to really understand that right and then i started connecting what i was talking to my friend about um earlier that week to what i was feeling when i was walking in that hallway right because i was kind of just thinking about how like sometimes i think my motivation just has to be that i'm doing things for the sake of allah because at the end of the day it is my good deeds and it is my effort that i'm putting into my deen and to my akhirah is what's gonna help me when i die you know and the thing is is that death is a reminder for everyone obviously when we think of death we know that we're all gonna die eventually like that's not something we can avoid right but when you're looking at these people in the hospital and you kind of just start to realize that you do start doing like for example like my family member who's in the hospital um they would literally constantly say la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah la ilaha illallah and i kind of started to realize that like this is only because they spent their time doing a lot of zikr right and then slowly 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 i started seeing that person make dua for themselves even though their eyes would be closed and they would not be doing well physically they were they still had like they still had the power to put up their hands and make the wall you know and so that really made me real realize in that moment it's like you're gonna you're gonna your end is the way that you live like the way that you spend your entire life is gonna be the way that you are in the end right and it made me really scared like i'm not gonna lie like i feel like yeah these reminders and all of this like going to halakas and like talking about the day of judgment all of this helps but when you're in the physical environment it literally changes you like for example um how we just had the day of arafah in zilhijjah and you know for me my whole life the day of arafah just meant that i was gonna fast and um i would hope that inshallah allah forgives my minor sins from the previous and the following year right like that's all of our needs that's why we fast on the day of arafah but do we really know what Arafah means or what Arafah is? And so last year when I went for Umrah, I was able to visit the land of Arafah, Mount Arafah. And that is where we will all be on the Day of Judgment. And subhanAllah, it's insane to think about that we're all going to be on this piece of land standing in front of Allah, right? And... I feel like when I was actually there, all of the lectures and all of the reminders started to make so much sense to me because I was like, wow, like I used to hear about this 
from all of the sheikhs I would listen to or from my ustadas or from my tafsirs and all of that, I would, I would hear about it, right? But it's such a different experience actually being there and realizing that this is where we will all be reunited and this is where we will all be standing in front of Allah one day. Um, and so same way, like being in the environment of a hospital and and seeing people lose their health slowly really makes you value the health that you have now and that's one of my motives for this podcast now is that this is something i really wanted to do right like something i really want want to do is i want to give that i want to spread islam right and as a woman it's really hard to kind of do that um you know like i can't just go out on the road or i can't just like i have certain limits and i have certain boundaries for myself right um, and I also just believe that it's such a blessing at the end of the day. Like, I know as much as we like to kind of always be like, oh, my God, I wish I lived in a Muslim country or I wish I just lived around. Like, a lot of us just have this goal of like, I wish I lived in a Muslim country, you know, but we also just need to start seeing the good in things because although we live in a non-Muslim country, we have so much more exposure to spreading Islam here, whereas when you're in a Muslim country, like, Islam is all around you, right? But when you're here, you are a symbol of Islam, right? Like, for me, like, I work and I wear the hijab at work, right, in retail. And I always have people constantly asking me so many questions about Islam. And you don't know what could change someone's heart. And we need to just start valuing. We need to start valuing what we have instead of what we don't have. So, like, instead of looking at the fact that we don't live in a Muslim country, we should start appreciating that we live in a country where we're able to kind of spread a summer all around us because we have that opportunity. We have, we have that. We have like, what if you spreading Islam here is your gateway to Jannah, inshallah? You know, so we have that when people in Muslim countries don't have that. You know, and so I kind of just started to realize that like, if I want to spread Islam, I have to. I need to take advantage of what I have in front of me. Like, I need to start taking advantage of this podcast. I need to start taking advantage of social media. And and as much as I like to say that I hate social media and I always deactivate my accounts, you know, if I use it in a positive way, inshallah, it's going to benefit everyone, you know? And I'm not even just doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it to get, like, good deeds, obviously. Like, that's also one of my intentions. But I'm doing it because I want everyone to feel the peace and tranquility that you get from being close to Islam, you know? And I feel like that's where, like, setting priorities for yourself and making sure that your deen is always greater than your dunya on your scale. And I always talk about the scale because people always ask me how, like, I balance deen and dunya. When, like, in reality, we can't really balance it because then that means they're equal. Your deen has to always be greater on your scale. So you always have to kind of incorporate like islam into your day-to-day life and i think it's so easy like you know for example like before we start studying we can just recite a few duas or like doing anything like even just saying bismillahirrahmanirrahim you know like putting allah's name into everything in that way so that on the so that when the angel of death is here to take your soul it's easy for you to utter the shahada you know like it's not easy like we think it's easy that it's just going to come to us. Like, you know, I used to always think that it's how hard could it be to literally say la ilaha illallah, right? But I don't know if I've spoken about this experience before. Um, but one day I was at Panera with one of my friends and I don't know, she was like saying something and I started laughing. And in the moment that I started laughing, I had water. I was like drinking water. So I started choking 
and I started choking so bad that I wasn't even able able to utter to her like to like help me like she wasn't able to understand what I was saying because words weren't forming and I was trying to say like la ilaha illallah but it wasn't like I wasn't able to because I literally could not breathe and that there was such a wake-up call for me like I was like do you think it's really that easy for you to just utter these few words? It's really not. Because it's obviously gonna oh my god, guys, these fireworks. I don't know if I don't even know if you guys can hear it. Because if you guys can't hear it, then it just sounds like I'm over exaggerating what I hear, but it's crazy. Um but yeah, like I was saying, you know, like we need to start taking advantage of the opportunities around us. Like I just feel like the reason we're failing is because we're just lazy because we're too comfortable. Like, we're too comfortable in the environment we're in. Like, I I would do anything just to stay at home. Like, I I don't like, I'm not really a person that likes to, like, go out as much. Um, I guess if it's, like, at the few places that I like to be at, like, Panera or, like, the Masjid. Like, if you ask me to go to the Masjid, I'm going to hands down say yes. Like, I love just sitting there and like talking to people and I like making friends there you know because you never know who you can meet over there um but you know we need to start taking advantage of opportunity because we need to start valuing our health before we get sick we need to start valuing our free time because I know for a fact that when I go back to school I'm gonna be like oh wow I wish I did this over the summer or I wish I did that I wish I wish I did this differently and I I actually stopped setting goals for myself, like long-term big goals. Um, I also don't, I, I also kind of just forget what I previously talked about, but let me just give a short summary. But before Ramadan started, I went to a halakha with my mom and, oh my God, it was such a good halakha. I'm pretty sure I really liked it because it wasn't in English and I feel like any halakha that's not, not in English is like 10 times better. Um, because they're just much more words to describe certain feelings um but in the halakha it was before Ramadan, and so the person giving the halakha was just saying that like we shouldn't wait for Ramadan to start our good deeds you know and she was like i want you guys to go home today and i want you guys to start a good i want i want you guys to set a goal for yourself that you're going to start doing from today on that you plan to do in Ramadan and after Ramadan for the rest of your life and so I was talking to my mom about this in the car and I was like, mom, what is one good deed that you want to do? And subhanAllah, my mom is such a beautiful person. You know what my mom said? My mom says she wants to learn how to forgive. She says she wants to forgive everyone. And I was like, subhanAllah, like forgiveness in Islam is such a big thing and we don't really know the reward of it until we actually get it, inshallah. But I don't know she's just a strong person but she said that from today on she wants to make sure her heart is clean and then she was like what about you and i was like one thing i want to do is i want to start reading surah mulk because surah mulk um like reading surah mulk reading surah mulk after isha um is going to protect you from the punishments of the grave and so surah mulk is also a very short surah um it's literally just like two and a half pages of the Quran that I'm that I read I know it depends on like what font and how big it is um but I was like yeah one of the goals that I want to do is making sure that I read Surah Mulk and it's so much easier when you start 
when you just start doing the things that day like instead of telling yourself another piece of advice that Sheikh Mikhail, oh my gosh, shout out to Sheikh Mikhail. That's also another story that I'm gonna take us after. But something that Sheikh Mikhail was saying that we should treat our Deen affairs as if there is no tomorrow, and we should treat our dunya affairs like we are going to be alive forever. Meaning, for your Deen affairs and for things that you want to do for your Deen, do it as if you're not going to have another tomorrow like if you want to do something today just go do it if you want to donate money go do it if you want to read Quran, go do it right now if you want to read two nuffles go read two nuffles don't ever say tell yourself that you are going to do it tomorrow because truthfully and this is a harsh reality that i guess none of us could really understand because we don't like to think about the concept of death but truthfully we don't know when we're gonna die you know, and recently I also went to a funeral. So in, the, in these 10 days of, you know, everything that I've experienced, I also attended a funeral. And it's such a wake-up call because the person who passed away was only 35 years old. And so you never know, right? And creating goals for yourself that you start today is so much easier to accomplish than creating long-term goals. In my opinion, I don't know. Just take my advice like a grain of salt because what do I know, right? But... Like I was saying, he was basically saying that, you know, treat your deen affairs as if there is no tomorrow, but for your dunya, hold off, hold it off as if you're going to live forever. Like, for example, say, the one example I could think of is, say there's, like, some work that needs to be completed for your job, right? Um, and it's not due till, like, a couple days or something like that. That's This is an example that Sheikh Mikhail gave, um, and it's it's time for usher and you you just keep telling yourself that you're not going to pray usher until you finish this work but it should be the other way around because you should tell yourself that you're going to pray usher and then if you have time you're going to finish your work right um but i think it's so much easy when you're trying to prolong like dunya stuff like for example like one example that i can truthfully give is music i struggle with music right um and one thing that i tell myself is that if i have an urge to listen to a song i tell myself i'll just listen to it tomorrow because i know that i'll tell myself the same thing tomorrow and i just keep holding off that quote-unquote sin you know and it's i don't know if this concept like makes sense because it does in my brain but when you tell yourself you'll do it tomorrow like you're not gonna do it tomorrow like when it comes to that right um and let's be real like if you keep telling yourself that you're gonna clean your room tomorrow most often, you're not going to clean it tomorrow. If you want to clean your room, you might as well just clean it right now, right? Get up and go do it. Um, and it's hard because sometimes all you want to do is just be lazy, right? But you have to realize that, bro, time is not going to stop and we're not going to be here forever. Like, you don't even know about your next breath, right? You need to value all of this before it gets taken away from you and you wish that you were able to come back and the funeral that i went to the janaza um the brother who passed away the day he passed away they did like a dua for him at the masjid and the there was okay now my neighbor is doing fireworks right next to me so i know y'all about to hear this anyways um my my neighbor <laughs> my um the person at the at the masjid when she was giving 
um, like the halakha about death. She talked about this, um, the ayah from Surah Bakra, which is Kulu Nafsin Zarikal Maut. Um, every soul will taste death. Oh my god, y'all, I know y'all heard that. Anyways, I feel like most of my episode today was me complaining about the fireworks outside. Again, I chose a really wrong, wrong, um, day, but I just, I had motivation to do it, so I was like, I'm gonna do it. Anyways, yeah, this Quran ayah, Quran ayah, Gulu nafsin zali gul Um, every soul will taste death. And then Allah continues to say, and we test you with evil and with good as trial, and to us will you be returned. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. To Allah we belong and to him shall we return. We're literally just temporary here and we will go back to Allah one day. And my mom always says that to me. And her piece of advice is which means one day we have to show our face to Allah. And so whenever you have an urge to do anything, just always think of that. Think of the fact that one day you do have to face Allah. Um, and Allah is Ar-Rahman and Allah is Ar-Rahim. And He is the most forgiving, right? And He is all forgiving. And it's really important to kind of constantly keep reminding yourself that this is not our final destination. Um and we need to be around people, guys. I think this is so important. And the reason why it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Because I've been around people who, when I when death is brought up in a conversation, they will be like, don't talk about it. Like, I'm scared, don't talk about it. right? But we need people who will remind us that going back to Allah is our final destination. Because when you have people to constantly remind you then you will have the motivation to be a better Muslim. You know, at the end of the day, we should be better Muslims anyways for ourselves and for Allah, but having people who motivate you, subhanAllah, that's a blessing in disguise, having righteous friends. And inshallah, I want to make a whole other pod episode about having righteous friends and having good company, because I can also talk about that for hours and hours. But it's just so important to have good people around you and i kind of started to realize that like when i was put into this trial of having someone really close to me be in the hospital i started to see how my righteous friends really did help me get through all of this and they kept being there and they kept reminding me you know but guys i think this is one of my longest episodes and i'm really happy but i feel like it was really all over the place but not gonna lie it's better than me being away for like allah knows how long but Guys, if you can take anything from what I said today is to just please value what you have right now before Allah takes it away. Please value this life that you have before you die. You know, and Allah says in the Quran too, that one thing that we're going to say is Allah send me back. We're going to ask Allah to be sent back so we can just perform one last good deed so that we can donate charity so we can pray those nuffles you don't know you don't know what extra deed that you're being too lazy to do that's going to save you in the hereafter you know so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep us on the sirat al muslim may he always keep us on the straight path may allah always keep iman firm in our hearts and may allah always always find ways to kind of always remind us that our end is only 
when we go back to him, you know. But I hope you guys benefited at least one thing today, and I would really like to hear from you all. By the way, I did finally make an Instagram for my podcast, and I would love if I get to hear from all of you. Uh, my po- my Instagram handle is at unwind what by unwind by unwind with. It's at unwind with Zara. <laughs> unwind with Zara. Um, guys, that's so funny. I still don't even know my username, but it's to be fair. I'm only made it like two weeks ago, but I'll have it in my description. So go check it out. And inshallah, I'll see you guys really soon. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.